you are listening to the first episode of rage transfers a fantasy premier league podcast my name is harsh and i am here with my co-host lavesh we are just few weeks away from the start of another exciting fpl season you who exciting indeed uh now it's been good 7 8 seasons of playing fpl and we started out like most people do competing in mini leagues trying to finish at the top absolutely i remember uh, our college days where we used to brag for the entire year about our mini league win but we have evolved a lot from making those rage transfers just to win our mini league to focusing on the chip strategies to gain good overall ranks definitely i think and that was the thing we could be winning the mini leagues but if we looked at our overall rank it was still hovering around 100k or so in most of the seasons <laughs> 100000 never achieved that to be honest lavesh and that's the reality i belong to the category of people who although watch a lot of football read blogs articles but when it comes down to decision making in fpl we fumble yes fpl the old so and so the mighty fpl and i think that's the reason we are here with this experiment that can a new reality be achieved can thinking out loud sharing starts and insights with each other uh, really advance our play yeah and and there will be a lot of discussion in in this podcast for every transfers and captaincy picks for each game week there will be heavy banters involved as well along the way and just to put it out loud lavesh is an arsenal fan and i am a brentford supporter and i'm already feeling bad for lavesh for the season opener but lavesh trust the process well uh, we have featured in many opening day goal fest harsh and uh, i think we can expect the same plus 3 points for the gunners but before we start discussing the opening set of fixtures and our outlook for the upcoming season i think we got to talk about our big learnings from the last one absolutely that's that's true and even my aim is same that before jumping into the new season it is important if we dive deep into last season's performance and if i talk about myself i scored around 2200 points and my rank was little under a million mark uh i i had a good start with sala and dcl hattricks in game week 1 and 2 and after that it was downhill i was hovering around 1.5 million mark around game week 34 and it was robertson and trent alexander arnold who bailed me out uh, at the end of the season and i finished little under 1 million and don't you dare forget uh, roman size the guy got you 15 points in the first game week <laughs> yes lord size the bps magnet my aim this season is to kind of learn from the major mistakes i made and and if i be honest with you i have not even thought about what templates and hyped up players are on twitter yet yeah uh, the likes of luke shaw rafinha bundia have already been called essential imagine that that's surprising uh if i talk about my last season my formation were 433 or 343 the majority of the season but if you see the count of players with more than 150 points based on last season's data there were 10 midfielders five forwards and four defenders and and even if you see one level deeper and see and filter by greater than 100 points the distribution was 45 midfielders 33 defenders and 18 forwards massive 
So you want to be sticking with a midfield heavy formation? Yeah, uh that is in my mind and average points earned per midfielder in my team was 4.7 throughout last season. And when I compare to our mini league toppers who who kind of finished around 2450 points and 2400 plus marks, uh they they had their average midfielder points as 5.4. So this shows two things. A I had less midfield heavy team and B my selection of midfield was very poor so my learning from from this entire discussion is to focus more on midfielders next season i'll be more acceptable towards selecting quality midfielders over strikers and defenders 343 352 will be also under consideration for me uh, formation was not a big challenge for a good part of the season i only had bamford and dcl up top who were both pretty good value one major learning which i have is actually around captaincy picks so in multiple game weeks i was head bent on betting against the most popular captaincy options i transferred in kdb to captain in game week 3 then in game week 4 and then he successively blanked in both later i did the same thing with sterling transferring him in against fulham then transferring out again and then i brought him back in against newcastle which also backfired and even before this saga i had actually wasted two three transfers just to flip flop on son and if even this wasn't enough i triple captain dcl in game week 26 for a whooping six pointer <laughs> that's funny and i think your two three transfers around young min son will be more on mao's lie than your mistake but uh, apart from that your kdb and sterling saga uh, reminds me of that famous quote of fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me and tell me if i understand this correctly your last season was just to pull off magnus carlson every game week and that didn't go in your favor yes uh, to to large extent but uh So this season, I I would still like to bring in players to captain. I think I'll still do that, but I will do that with a mid-term vision. I think no hokey pokey one-week transfers this time. But I remember you were pretty good at picking the right captains. Yeah, and since you have mentioned about your triple captain of DCL six-pointer, uh, at least I got fifty-seven points from Bruno in my game week thirty-three triple captain chip, and that was encouraging. but there were other factors related to captaincy which are worth mentioning and i want to discuss about i did an analysis on my captaincy points coming from premium versus non premium picks and in the 28 game weeks where i kind of captain bruno kane sala and kdb the premium picks my average point was 17.5 from captaincy versus if i talk about the 10 game weeks where i kind of captain non premium the likes of pulisic mahrez ings my captain average was only 5.4 unwarranted risks no rewards so what is the takeaway it's simple say no to non premium captain picks no matter if the entire twitter rt is going crazy for a differential he won't be my captain he will be in my team though but won't be my captain but i feel community wisdom is not always wrong and uh, shouldn't be just snubbed like I have had a very strong opinion on a few streaky players players who may return in one two game weeks but then keep blanking 
and there was a whole bunch last season and i just stubbornly refused to get any of those guys in are you trying to say that you predicted that lingard and ihenacho will fail after their one or two game week performances not only those uh, but gundogan as well i felt it would be just ridiculous uh, for them to score over and over which was certainly not the case looking at the returns more closely say in blocks of five game weeks the actual truth comes out like in the case of gundogan from game week 6 to 10 his point average was 1.6 which then jumped to 5.4 in game week 11 to 15 this was the first hint and this even further increased to 11 in the next five game weeks hint to even bruno fernandes didn't match uh, this average of 11 at any point in time for the subsequent game week 25 21 to 25 the average was 9.2 which was still pretty decent and i think this is more of psychological lavish than data driven i would say uh, i think the mind just refuses to accept how a 5.5 million value midfielder can become a talisman for a team like manchester city and i think i think that should be one of our learning lavish what do you think correct so this time around no matter the profile of the player if his you know five weeks average sees a major jump i'll consider that player i will hold no other judgment point taken scout and my next learning is one of the hot topics in town trent and robertson should i double up single or should i just avoid both of them yes uh, they are the most debated yeah absolutely i had one of my best fpl returns last season when i was owning both of them and that was the first time i ever doubled up on robertson and trent alexander arnold looking back at their last three seasons data it is impressive that both of them managed to be in the top 5 defenders list in terms of absolute points as well as attacking returns If I talk about the last three seasons, Robertson had 213, 181, and 161, versus Trent Alexander-Arnold had 185, 210, and 160 seasons. Now, last season we know that relatively Liverpool performed poor, and still both of them managed to get the 160 plus point. I am into that mindset that I am not just picking a Liverpool defender to have. a cover up from from that side i am taking them for attacking returns and the data shows that there is a major upside if i own both of them i know it's a calculated risk but i am up for that yeah i think had they been in two different clubs i'm sure uh, their joint ownership would have been way higher anyways uh, van dijk being back will definitely help liverpool i yeah and and there is worth to mention that there is a new solid signing in terms of konate and i can't wait to see him in action new signings uh, this reminds me of werner last season absolute punt <laughs> i was on that werner boat with that bundesliga bias which i have and it's not only about new players but players from newly promoted clubs as well they are also punts aren't they yes definitely and this was a major mistake uh, which i made going into my game week team last season i just had too many punts all my three forwards werner mitrovic che adams right were punts in one way or the other werner who was playing his maiden season under a new looking chelsea team mitrovic again fulham was among one of the promoted sides and they definitely lacked a creative flair che adams oh he was more of a pre season lad 
So the idea this time is to minimize the number of wishful picks, avoid new boys, promoted teams, and consider their old glories with a pinch of salt. That's true. I think it is better to to have our own thinking and historical data of uh, Premier League backed up while selecting our first game week team than just focusing on differential and punts. But what I feel is this is the first time we both kind of are in that mode of accepting our biases throughout our last 7-8 season. And this will certainly help us while picking up our first game week team. Yes, surely. And I think that will make up for another interesting conversation. The warm-up is done and we'll kick off our season in the next episode. That's true. Thanks for joining Lavesh and special thanks to all our listeners. Cheers. Cheers.